Welcome to the Gratitude May Reduce Anxiety podcast, part of a series of podcasts under the Gratitude in the Workplace channel. My name is Dr. Deborah Stewart, and I am an organizational psychologist who researches the essential components of positive workplace cultures and individual wellness. These podcasts also support the Workplace Gratitude course for leaders offered through my online courses and CEO offerings. You may contact me at pictureyourselfstronger at yahoo.com for more information about courses to improve workplace culture and individual wellness. It is essential to view these podcasts as a starting point or suggestion for building an individual or workplace practice of optimism and gratitude. And the podcast should never be used as a substitute for professional counseling or direct medical advice from a doctor or other qualified clinician. When receiving therapy and guidance from your healthcare practitioner, it is important to inform them of the details of your practice of gratitude. Gratitude must be practiced at your individual comfort level while being situationally aware of the attentions and agendas of others. The research and review for the podcast Gratitude May Reduce Anxiety is a starting point for understanding how gratitude may reduce anxiety over time when participating in a practice of gratitude. The Gratitude in the Workplace uh, channel, podcasts, and workshops um, are suggested approaches to implementing gratitude and optimism in the workplace. However, an assessment should be conducted by the leadership and each workplace environment to discover unmet needs among the employee population before trying to implement a practice of gratitude in the workplace or educational setting. Gratitude in organizations is a low-cost, no-cost program to increase social connectedness and reciprocity in the workplace or educational setting. The American Psychological Association defines the phenomenon of gratitude as a sense of happiness and thankfulness in response to fortunate happenstance or tangible gift. Gratitude begins with recognizing the goodness in one's life and realizing the source of that goodness. Anxiety is defined by the American Psychological Association as an emotion characterized by apprehension and somatic symptoms of tension in which an individual anticipates impending danger catastrophe, or misfortune. The body often mobilizes itself to meet the perceived threat. Muscles become tense, breathing is faster, and the heart beats more rapidly. Anxiety may be distinguished from fear, both conceptually and physiologically, although the two terms are used interchangeably. Anxiety is considered a future-oriented, long-acting response, broadly focused on a diffuse threat. In contrast, fear is an appropriate, person-centered, presence-centered, and short-lived response to a clearly identifiable and specific threat. Types of anxiety are described by the American Psychiatric Association as generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, specific phobias, agoraphobia, social anxiety disorder, separation disorder, and selective mutism. Many anxiety disorders begin in children, and complex combinations of anxiety disorders are possible. The neuroscience of gratitude and how it affects the brain is an ongoing topic of recent research studies. Researchers found that dopamine and serotonin are released when gratitude is practiced. 
According to Burton of Wharton Healthcare, it's been found that dopamine has been linked to intrinsic motivation and goal accomplishment, whether academic, personal, or professional. And serotonin enhances our mood, willpower, and motivation. According to Kong's group, gratitude is a positive emotional trait and plays a pivotal role in achieving a satisfactory quality of life. The results of Kong's research team indicated that trait gratitude serves as a mediator of the relationship between the regional gray and white matter in the medial prefrontal cortex and life satisfaction. Prior behavioral research has repeatedly reported that trait gratitude is strongly related to individual differences in life uh, satisfaction and that grateful emotions are related to the activity in the medial prefrontal cortex. The neuroscience of gratitude involves chemical changes in specific regions of the brain too, and understanding the basics will allow us to connect the practice of gratitude to science and cognitive behavioral therapy. According to Martin's research, mood and anxiety disorders are characterized by a variety of endocrine, neurotransmitter, and neuroanatomical disruptions. According to the CDC, the brain is a powerful organ and is also the central command center for the rest of the body. When anxiety hijacks the central command system, the anxiety has free reign to cause havoc in the different organ systems. This can create actual, actual physical symptoms even though there's nothing wrong with the organ itself. Anxiety can feel like you're having a heart attack, asthma, acid reflux, insomnia, or stroke. Practicing gratitude during anxiety can provide brief moments of relief because the shift is away from troubling thoughts. A practice of gratitude helps to train the brain or cognitively reconstruct the brain to step away from rumination and negative thought patterns. According to Laos research, rumination results from negative thoughts or attitudes that occur in a depressive cycle without positive intervention. Rumination predicts depressive episodes and may lead to maladaptive problem solving and poor concentration. Rumination may have a spillover effect on others in the social proximity of the person who is stuck in a rumination pattern of negative thoughts, which may lead to decreased morale in learning environments or the workplace. Rumination may also perpetuate one's feelings of discontent and loss of personal self-efficacy. Toxic work and learning environments are often thought to host negative ideas and reoccurring complaints without straightforward solutions to move forward toward healthier interactions in the workplace. In industries and educational settings where profit margins are low, leaders and managers find it challenging to increase perks, reward, recognition, and other gimmicks to increase morale. However, when gratitude is practiced with respect to culture and religion, research informs us that positive attitudes are multiplied and goodwill is sustained. Gratitude differs from distraction to change one's negative thoughts and ideas. In some studies, distraction was compared to gratitude responses, and the results found that expressions of gratitude helped to reduce the occurrence of rumination in patients who were depressed. The results of Laos's study supported the belief that when gratitude is used during rumination, there is a higher positive response to decreasing depressive thoughts and moods than when distraction is used to break the cycle of rumination alone.
Other research findings suggest that practicing gratitude on a regular basis may help and may be better for a better strategy for emotional regulation. As we can see throughout the literature review for the Gratitude in the Workplace podcast, gratitude may be an essential element for mental health and well-being. We have investigated how gratitude increases the neurotransmitters that promote positive mood changes and motivation. The gratitude amplification theory suggests that gratitude amplifies. Atten's research better describes the theory as, like a microphone or amplifier, gratitude pumps up the volume on the good in our lives. The good that we see in ourselves, the good that we see in others, and the good that we see in the world are multiplied and magnified through a grateful outlook. In their research, Sun found that gratitude in the presence of other therapies, such as those for coping, may further protect individuals from anxiety and depression. Grateful individuals possess more abilities to shield the impact of anxiety and depression. This finding verifies the positive effects of gratitude as described by the amplification theory of gratitude, and thus advances the development of existing gratitude research. One of the explanations for this result may be that grateful individuals are more likely to notice a stranger's benevolence or the appreciation of others, which in turn weakens effective negative factors. In addition, gratitude may guide individuals to adopt a positive attitude toward life. Specifically, they may positively reappraise the negative events and thus experience less anxiety and depression. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, anxiety disorders are the most common mental health illness in the United States, affecting 40 million adults age 18 and older. Chang found that from a cognitive perspective, there are three core components of anxiety, such as the physical symptoms, negative cognition, and the desire to escape or the avoidance of the perceived or real threat. It's easy to see the importance of finding a healthcare professional to help manage the symptoms of anxiety through traditional medical practice. A practice of gratitude would be considered complementary alternative medicine, or CAM, which is often integrated with other conventional medical approaches successfully. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Gratitude May Reduce Anxiety, which is part of the Gratitude in the Workplace channel. Be sure to check out the podcast, Gratitude in Difficult Times, and 100 Ways to Promote and Express Gratitude to supplement the podcast, Gratitude May Reduce Anxiety. As always, feel free to contact me about your gratitude thoughts and ideas for future podcasts. That's Dr. Deborah Stewart at Picture Yourself Stronger at Yahoo.com. Thank you.